I'm good. It's turned midnight here, so. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. Um, the UK. What? Oh, cool. Yeah. I was trying to like figure out what your accent was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think my accent changes depending on who I talk to. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm in the UK right now. That's so. Midnight's cool. actually perfect for me because like I'm way awake at night. Wow. Where are you guys? Somewhere in the US, I think, right? Uh, we're both in Toronto, actually. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, it's Go from here. This is Belle and I'm with two members of the Maniwala movement, Eliza and Lara, and they will be giving us some insight on why it started and what they do for Maniwala movement and just a little bit more about um, the, the, the movement, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Yay. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, thank you, guys. Lara's in the UK. And it is midnight, so I <laughs> I just like I mean I introduced Money Walla movement. Like why why is it why did why was it started and what are you guys all about? Who wants to take it on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um well I well honestly I first discovered Money Walla movement just on Instagram. It was like around September, I think. So September, I don't even know how I came across seeing it on Instagram, but they had been putting out, um, I guess, kind of a feeler to see if there was any people that wanted to be part of a movement like this, where we're kind of learning about pre-colonial, um, I guess, mythology and stuff like that. Okay. Why they started, I think, kind of on the same premise as, I can't speak for the era, but for myself where you're kind of just trying to uncover things that maybe have been hidden about our history that you don't really get to learn about at all unless you really really dig or you have access to certain resources um, and just shining a light on it on social media to kind of spread it to everybody else right yeah I think I was the same I discovered it on Instagram because uh, uh, I've been really interested in Filipino mythology and culture lately due to my writing and my research and stuff uh and i've been following a bunch of instagram accounts and somehow i've stumbled into manuela movement um at that time they were quite new i think they had like only a couple of posts and at some point they posted about uh if there were anyone who wanted to be, contribute and i thought um i've been doing all these research and you know uh and i'm a writer so i was mm -hmm. trying also trying to find places to write to like at first I thought I wanted to write it on a blog but this is much better because then I could connect to you know people who have the same interests mm -hmm. um so I reached out to them and now I'm one of the researchers which is kind of exciting that's so cool uh what uh what do you guys do at Maniwala uh well I'm pretty much like Lira I'm a researcher as well so I guess the gist of I th pretty much how it works for us is we get given an assignment of um, either a certain deity or a story of some sort, and we pretty much 
research as much as we can with what resources we have um, mm -hmm. and come up with as much information as we can to expose it and put it on social media. Yeah, we, uh, we're split into different teams. So each mm -hmm. team are doing different topics and there are m multiple researchers within the team. So we could mm -hmm. all um, find different resources that we have on a certain topic and collate it all into the posts that you see on the Instagram page. And we also have like a graphic designer who puts it all together and makes it all pretty. Yeah, so cool. Is there anything that you guys have found the most interesting so far? Well, for me personally, is how much of these deities or goddesses that I don't know and I've never heard of before. That's probably the most interesting to me. Like, there's only a few, like maybe Mayari I've heard of, uh, or maybe like, yeah, one or two. So that I find really interesting, how much is still left unknown. You think you know quite a bit, but you really don't know. <laughs> Um, I think for me it's similar, but in a way that how um, like certain deities or stories have evolved over time. So we find all these resources and sometimes they say completely different things or like how a story has changed over time. So I found that really interesting because then you get you go into a deep dive of like, well, when did this change? Why? Why did it change? That kind of thing. Right. That's so that's so cool because. I guess you guys start to learn more about um, like why there are certain superstitions and mm. like mythology behind everything too then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't know, Lyra, if you noticed this as well when you're doing research, like I started to discover a lot of people in the Philippines that know the goddesses have turned them into, I guess, kind of their version of Marvel or oh, yeah, like a comic yeah. book. Right? Yeah, there's a whole page in like it's the so Marvel cool. media. <laughs> I was like, I did not know that. Yeah, so like they have like their that. own comic world, which is really interesting. Where you see mm. this thing like about Marvel and DC here and like the Western culture, but to see that they've taken these goddess yeah. uh, gods and goddesses and created superhero stories and all that kind of stuff is really, really, really cool. Wow. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have like found out about them if I didn't go into this deep dive. Exactly. That's so cool. That's so cool. And it's, it's nice to know too, that um, there's so many more other people out there that do this like for themselves. Is it, I guess, interesting and neat for you guys to realize how much of a community there is for stuff like this? Yeah, definitely. Um, and how every single one has like different resources or different ways of interpreting whatever topic they're interested in right. in relation to Philippine culture and mythology yeah. and how they, they take this specific thing and turn it into something else completely now right inspired by their own yeah. oh, that's that's so so cool I'm just I'm wondering because for me personally I I think that one of the biggest reasons why I started looking more into a lot of, um, I guess, like Filipino background and culture is because I'm a lot older now. Uh, mm. What are your reasons for, I guess, finding more curiosity in learning more about our culture? Um, well, for me, I guess uh, I'm an English graduate. Like I did English literature. Mm. Um, when I graduated, I realized that most of the syllabus were pretty 
Eurocentric. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at that time, I was also very interested in mythology, like, you know, Greek and Roman. But then at some point, you kind of just like, it, it, it repeats itself again and again. And I figured, you know, I've been growing, like, I grew up in a little countryside in the Philippines and all these stories about like magical beings living in the forests. Right. But deities, that kind of thing. And we all have these, these stories in our, in our motherland um, that like, I could just like, deep dive into. And, so, um, and I also write like, stories and stuff. So uh, I think I started collecting like, resources, anything that I could find about Philippine mythology and folklore. And then that kind of went into like, what happened before colonization, that kind of thing. And it kind of spiraled. Um, but yeah, I think it started with me having that English literature background that's pretty Eurocentric and me wanting to kind of go back into the stories I grew up with. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. I think it's pretty similar for me as well. A mix of both, like getting older and kind of finding out what your identity is. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it kind of snowballed into well, what happened before this? And is this yeah. even true? And there has to be more, like, there has to be more to that. Um, so just like Lyra, like, for me, going into school for psychology, and you're reading so many books that, again, are very Eurocentric, a lot mm-hmm. of the psychologists or the first psychologists are all European. And you're trying to, you know, becoming a psychotherapist, you don't want to start helping people by instilling the same Mm-hmm. painful traumas that the that that westernized way of thinking has implemented on people of color so right. for me it started there and I found um, a psychotherapist that I've been following um, Gabe's Torres on Instagram and she hosted a, uh, a seminar that I was part of and she was pretty much talking about all of these things I'd never heard about with Filipino folklore and um, just talking about Filipino spirituality and you know ancestral past and stuff like that so that really sparked something in me to realize like there's so much more to my history than you know like Filipino food and like Mm -hmm. certain Filipino songs and stuff like that so I think that's where it really sparked for me and 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 created a huge interest to find out what is so um so such a huge part of my identity right I, I I think it's really interesting that you both um, touched upon how just as people we're kind of like it's we're so heavily influenced by the European upbringing and the culture and for you guys to start looking into it more for our own culture because you guys were wondering well why am I different or why do I have different stories and different different beliefs so I was wondering what you guys were hoping when you joined Maniwala Movement. Like, well, I was wondering what you guys were hoping to get out of Maniwala Movement. Well, I, they pretty much asked us that question as part of our pretty like our application form uh, was what you wanted to get out of it. And for the most part, what I was noticing is a lot of people were trying to find a community of people that work on the same quest or path to find pre-colonial information right for me that was huge just yeah finding a a group of filipinos that were interested in looking for that um for those kind of answers and um 
the fact that a lot of us come from different parts of the world is really cool because we have access to different resources. Right. And yeah, I think just learning information that you otherwise would never know. Like you don't get taught any of this stuff in school. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think that was the same. Um, in that interest in that finding other people who are interested in the same topics uh, and having this like pool of resources mm-hmm. I think it's helpful because from what I found when I first started like researching this kind of topics it's I don't know if it's the same in the U.S. as it is in the U.K. but it's quite difficult to find like if you don't know what you're looking for it will take you ages to find something <laughs> so having this you know how we post all these social tidbits of information and then a list of resources at the back at the end of it it's a good start in that you know what you're looking for you can start you can at least start somewhere helpful you know mm-hmm. um, I think that's the same go from here has some exciting news we've recently partnered with canva and for those of you who don't know canva is pro design made simple from conception of that great idea right down to the sparkle of your eye canva has it covered now picture this Create effortlessly amazing designs with more editing features and download options in one place. Check it out and see what you think. I know I keep saying cool. I can't think of any other words except for the fact that it's cool and interesting because I, I honestly, I I am learning so much about my culture through Moneywell Movement and just all the different resources that have been coming up through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I noticed that you guys kept using the word resource too to find just your own research. Uh, can you guys elaborate on a little bit of what resources you guys have been using? Well, my main one is Google. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then other than that, I have access to um, uh, like psych articles and stuff through university. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's obviously very, very few that are written that have anything to do with um, mythology, but um some good pieces in there where people reference to certain deities um to talk about uh, like cultural backgrounds and beliefs right cool um but for me that's kind of like the other piece of resource i can offer to the group um for me there are there are actually pdfs of essays online that you could Mm -hmm. find um as long as you know what you're looking for (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so i've uh since i've been researching for so long i've actually compiled this like google drive full of pdfs and uh, of articles and uh copies of books (laughs) that you can actually find online i think like certain i think there are certain websites that actually have full pages um of books that you can find uh i've also reached out to some like uh i think there are libraries in manila that allows you to request like uh if you wanted to find out more about topic they give you um a list of books that you can find and if you're interested in it they'll they can show you the contents and for a certain fee that goes straight into the library you can have a few pages like photocopied for you so um that was like the start um yeah it's kind of nice because they're they're very passionate about like spreading that kind of information right Uh, that's awesome yeah so that's so cool. I love that. <laughs> Do you guys get to interact with um, your team often? Yeah, pretty much. Like when you're trying to put stuff together, um, I haven't really gotten to interact with people outside of my group too much, but mm. people within my group, I, I get to chat with. And 
because we kind of have to put our input before we present it to the actual um, group to be posted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so just share information and make sure nothing overlaps or, you know, how to structure the post, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so nice. I, I can only imagine um, how it feels to have a community of people around you now that you get to talk about all the cool things you guys learned. I, but I wanted to ask you guys, like, what is there anything that you guys are hoping that people learn about the Filipino culture aside from that, like how good egg rolls are and punset is? And <laughs> like, it's just, I feel like sometimes there's so much of our culture that has become Amer not Americanized per se, but you know, that's kind of where it's landed, where everything's kind of. Caucasianized. I don't know how else to say it. Um, so, is there anything that you guys personally are hoping that people start learning more about our culture? I think pretty much that there is a a rich history mm -hmm. past the Spanish colonization that we don't even know about, right? Or are not really told of. Like even talking to my parents, they have no idea of those kinds of stories. Okay. Um, oh. Wow. So just knowing that there is a rich history behind that, before that, and, you know, that island was there before it was even called the Philippines, and to try your best to kind of find out what that history is, I guess. Yeah. Or think just be curious. And, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you know, it's not just about, like, deities and all these mythology. There's, like, a lot of, a lot of stories that you could connect to and... Mm, get really into right mm -hmm. yeah oh good yeah I'm, I'm hoping that um like lara said it's just uh people start getting curious more about it and asking questions and is there anywhere that you guys could suggest aside from Maniwala movement that you guys have used uh in terms of just doing your own research um for social media where people can find things that are i guess like easily digestible Mm. Um, I mean, there if you is, look um, on Instagram, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is actually. Um, there's yeah. Aswang Project that mm -hmm. comes up a lot if you Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good place because then it lists uh the the blog post lists resources yes. at the end, so you can do your own, you know. Yeah, your own reading Googling. and find out more information. Oh, and there's one that I came across, uh, pre-colonial Philippines. That's really cool, and it shows a lot of like all of the gold history and stuff that we don't know about that was pretty much taken from the island and there's like filipinas heritage library that's pretty cool too that's on there right um the yeah the Filip is it called filipinas yeah yeah it's yeah that right one. yeah the one the uh, message that yeah. i emailed asking for like do you have do you have books on this topic and they sent me a whole list yes. um and yeah and if you if you request they can they can even like give you the pages like photocopy awesome. <laughs> yeah they seem like a really good resource they just recently did a seminar on like um world war ii stories of the philippines yeah and stuff I like saw that. That. yeah which is really cool and and talking about catholicism and how it made its way to the philippines so that's like a really good resource and straight mm -hmm. from straight from the country i guess which is good yeah no that's really there's so much more um they're like they like Eliza said that there's it our culture is so rich, but because uh, I guess everything's either traditional or extremist where we don't know anything, 
I think a lot of people our age and I think just overall Filipinos don't necessarily um, become curious about our culture. Do you guys have any like a or perspective on why you think that is like we just we don't look into it as much as we probably should? Maybe it has something to do like since we're spread out across the world and we're not well some of us aren't necessarily living in the Philippines we want to kind of fit into the country that we live in right. so it's you know so sometimes we forget that we also have this background and it's only when we're older that when yes. we have the freedom to you know ex- freely explore this right. and realizing that you know what we have we have two sides you know yeah <laughs> very true yeah we've like I've talked about this before in terms of like Canadian immigrants where you kind of like assimilate to the culture so that Mm. nobody recognizes you're Filipino like oh no that's not how I speak that's not what I eat Um, yeah and you kind of lose yourself along the way and then it trickles down to like you have kids and you forget to teach your kids those things and um, so yeah it does get watered down and especially for me like growing up in Canada you I'm Canadian like I've only ever thought about myself as being Canadian until I got older and realized like I'm probably more Filipino than I am Canadian yeah, <laughs> growing yeah. up. And then you kind of find out what that really means. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's, it's nice because it's, it was always so hard for me to even accept that I was Filipino because being Filipino was different mm-hmm. growing up. And then now it's really nice to have a community like Maniwala and have you guys do all of this um, hard work like it's not like you said it's it's hard because there's so little of it unless you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. um, so I really appreciate that you guys are even doing this and that um, you guys are sharing it with everybody I, I know how sometimes with social media and the internet can be very judgmental mm-hmm. so it's it's really brave that you guys are even doing what you're doing Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks to you too for giving us the platform to talk about it <laughs> yeah definitely sharing the information and and making it known that there are you know groups like this and there's groups like this you can join everywhere I've been seeing like book clubs and stuff like that that are popping up yeah, too yeah. that are reading books that are very um, important to Filipino culture and pre-colonial history too which is I mean using Google as your research you, you can find anything if you want to join it <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really reassuring. I, I love that as I grow older, um, finding a community that looks like me um, mm-hmm. it is probably one of the most important things that I'm learning about myself that I didn't know I needed growing older. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys feel that way growing up as well? Just because, I mean, I know Li- I've actually known Liza for <laughs> my entire life, I think. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of interesting that way where we've both kind of grown in a culture like she said where we needed to assimilate um i don't is is that kind of the same story you had lara um yeah i guess because i i i i I moved to the uk when i was 10 so i pretty much lived in the uk longer than i have lived in the philippines Mm -hmm. so and at that age you kind of just want to fit in like you don't want to stand out that kind of thing right um yeah, and it wasn't only until I was at uni or after, actually, after I graduated that I realized, you know what, I, I, I need to look back into my own culture and learn, relearn or mm-hmm. learn more. Right. About it. 
because all I've been learning and reading since I'm a literature graduate has been like English authors. <laughs> yeah. Have you been back to the Philippines, Lira, since you? Yeah. Um, yeah. The first time we moved, we we returned to the Philippines was ten years after. Um, ten years after we moved to the UK, and then um, I think the last time was November two thousand nineteen. Oh okay. Yeah. We were supposed to go back in in December, but well, you know the virus yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When's the last time you've been back, Liza? I've never been to the Philippines. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So I think now, like in hindsight, that could be the answer to the question you asked earlier, like why. Okay. Um, this was something that's interesting to me, and I think yeah, it's because I've never been. Everybody in my family mm. has been back, and I've never gone. Right. Um, not not from lack of interest I've definitely been interested to go just I don't know I think I was young when the opportunities came and I didn't I don't think I honored them enough to like go back to the Philippines but I'm definitely 100% ready <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I get that feeling though like I I last time I went I was 18 and even then I was still like oh like I would rather be anywhere else in the Philippines because <laughs> it's hot it's hot. <laughs> it's like culture shock. <laughs> I know, and that too, like you would, it's, it's, so that, that's definitely an interesting um, thing to bring up that it was a culture shock, which I didn't think I would have because I'm Filipino. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But then I got so used to UK weather that when I stepped into the Manila <laughs> airport and I just got hit by heat, I'm like, what? <laughs> right? You, do you guys find that um, being Filipino, even when you're around Filipinos, it's still different. Like, it's not, it's not like we connect very, like for me, at least personally, I, whenever I meet a Filipino, I'm like, oh, you're Filipino. Like, this is so exciting. And we'll connect on like everything. And then sometimes I find Filipinos that I meet can be extremely racist. And I'm like, I, (laughs) I don't understand. You're, of the same ethnicity as me, but you're making fun of us. Mm. Oh, I see what you mean. Right? Yeah. So have you guys ever encountered situations or like meetings where you've been within the, like within a group of Filipinos and it's just been, it's, it's almost like, like a weird, kind of thing. yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys experienced that at all? Um, well, <laughs> I don't think I have mainly because I don't um, I don't go into those groups. What oh. I'm saying is when I went to like um my elementary school, not elementary, my high school, there were only like two Filipinos there, <laughs> and I'm one of them. And then the rest of like there's always a Filipino community in different cities in the UK, mm-hmm. and most of their kids go to a different school entirely. Right. So I don't think I've been in that kind of situation before, mainly because I haven't been exposed to large groups of Filipinos. Okay. That, yeah. But I can see I can see how that how that might happen. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I've ever felt like an well, I've I've felt like an outsider obviously with Filipinos that come from the Philippines. Like mm. um, you know, I can't speak fluently, I can understand fluently. So right. it becomes a little harder, but I have felt in moments, you know, when I feel like it's standard, people ask where your parents are from. Yeah. And yeah. that determines on how they act with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've definitely felt that before. Um, but not not necessarily an outsider, but definitely like certain like I guess stereotypes or 
I guess, prejudices towards certain people or certain people, certain areas in the Philippines that your family's from? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Do you, um, wh- where are most of the stories from, from my, for the research that you guys have been finding? They're, they're all over. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, there's different mythologies for different regions of the Philippines. I mean, some of them may overlap, like the stories might overlap, or there are certain gods that exist within the different regions of the Philippines. True. Or certain stories that are repeated, but with slight differences, yeah. according to which region. But yeah, they're all over the Philippines, which I think is interesting in that, you know, Philippines might just be one country, but the stories themselves kind of split off into different you know like cities it's not just tagalog mythology there's like mm-hmm. Visayan mythology you know yeah. also um mindanao mythology mm-hmm. uh, i i'm completely new to you so i'm learning that as well <laughs> but yeah they're all over yeah i think that's another cool thing too that you brought up is that it's not all tagalog like a lot of mm. people just think that the philippines is all tagalog, tagalog culture or tagalog yeah. speaking and whatnot but yeah, it is such a, a big country yeah, I was going to bring that up as well, where um, maybe moments where I feel like an outsider is that I I can understand Tagalog, mm-hmm. but I don't speak it, mainly because mm. we speak Visaya <laughs> at home. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, so that might be one, where most of the most of the kids here who are Filipino may speak Tagalog to their friends, but I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not used to that kind of language. I understand it, but it feels awkward to me to say it. Mm. like to speak in Tagalog I don't know why oh yeah it's so interesting I find I mean I'm open to all Filipino everything in the Philippines because both my parents my dad's from Pampanga and my mom's from Iloilo oh my dad's from Iloilo (laughs) (laughs) so they both oh that's really cool they both have uh I guess like their own dialects where they live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they talk to each other, like it's always Tagalog between me and my brother. Mm-hmm. But then with their own families, like I can't understand either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just speak Bisaya because my, my dad's from Iloilo and then my mom is from Capiz, which is quite close. Oh, okay. Um, it's just diff- it's slightly different in certain words, but it's pretty much you can if you speak one, you can understand the rest. Um, so Tagalog is just when you speak to other Filipinos who might not be speaking Bisaya. Right. Which yeah. is most. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's it's so nice to um like learn about this stuff with you guys and and talk about things that I don't normally get to talk about with anybody. Yeah. Um, because like you guys said, everyone thinks that it's only Tagalog culture. There's only one language in the Philippines. So mm-hmm. when I start saying like, no, like my parents are from Pampanga and Ililo, people are just like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> it's just the Philippines is one giant island. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I think I, that's another cool thing, like with the question that you were saying, what we hope people would learn from or learn about Filipino culture is that it's not a monolith. Like, there's yeah. so yeah. many different religions. Like, it's not a whole, the whole country isn't Catholic either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the same language speaking. We don't all look the same either. Yeah which is really cool. Like, I've had people ask me, like, why do some 
Filipinos look Spanish? Why does Filipinos look Chinese or this and that? And like, because yeah. it's a whole country of different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sound exasperated because it's, I unfortunately, I mean, you guys are really lucky that you guys don't really experience um, the, the weird racism that a lot of Filipinos mm. seem to have around my life. Um, so it's just, it's one of those things where I'll, I'll speak up, obviously, because it's just, well, not obviously, because that's always hard to do. But for me, I, I take a lot of pride in being Filipino. Mm. So when someone of our ethnicity says something kind of stupid, and I say something more educated back, it's, it's almost like talking to a brick wall, because they don't understand why I feel so strongly mm-hmm. about something mm-hmm. they said. Yeah. And then tr- to try to educate them, they don't get that either, because they already don't know enough. Mm-hmm. right so it's it's really nice again like I said before that you guys are doing stuff like this because even if it is just about the myth not just but even if it is right now about the mythology and just understanding um, pre-colonial history that's still a great start like I love that that's something that people can look into have you guys encountered anything that you guys were like almost almost dis- well not disgusted but um, I can't think of the word, but something that you guys were so astounded by that it even happened in the Philippines or to the Filipinos even? Like history-wise? Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, I mean, for some people that can reference something in terms of like America is bringing some of the people like, um, I guess you can place it here. So Coney Island in New York, they used to have um this i guess you could call it like a segment where they would bring kids from the philippines and parade them around um to show pretty much like the savages from the philippines <gasps> so things like that like that are it's not that long ago um and to think that that's like something that people don't even talk about it's mm-hmm. kind of like our history has been glazed over like nothing bad has ever happened to our country yeah and to our people but yeah. there's been a lot of like you know um yeah i mean you go to a country and you colonize it that means you're telling it that it needs to be civilized so like mm-hmm. they yeah. would take those kids and bring them to america to parade them around in different places coney island isn't just one of them there's a lot of different places that they would bring them to but like seeing that really yeah struck a chord for me um I'm not sure if this is like the answer you're looking for, but there was one thing that really fascinated me about when I was doing like this whole research thing on Filipino culture. Um, Apparently before the Spanish colonized the Philippines, we didn't have last names. So Mm. what the, so what the Spanish did in order to make like a a categorized government or something to make it easier for taxes, I think it was, they basically handed out these catalog of surnames to people across the Philippines to like little government areas and said and hand out these surnames to your people to make it easier for us to um you know uh categorize them I guess so what happened was um this is why we have most Filipinos have like Spanish last names because they Mm -hmm. chose um mostly Spanish last names because apparently that was like the high class thing to do yeah. Um, so what you would find is that in certain areas of the Philippines, most of the people there will have this um, surnames that have the same um, initial la- letter. 
It's like one one town will have uh, people with surnames that t- starts with H or something, that kind of thing. So at, in the early days, you could figure out where someone was from based on their on what letter their names and uh, their last name started off right. with. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, where we didn't have surnames before. And as to why Filipinos tend to have uh, Spanish surnames. Wow. And there's, it's actually, it's actually um, the catalog is actually in the Filipinas Heritage Library's yes. online collection. And right. you, can, you can look into it and see where your last name is. That's where I saw the post too. I was like, that's right. Yeah. Like a whole catalog list from like A to whatever. It showed yeah. all those different. I guess that's so why I searched now, my last like, name. <laughs> yeah. That's why people would be like, oh, the Antonio's from so and so place. Or mm. that makes yeah. sense. Wow. That's, that's super cool. I mean, the other side of it was really um I am speechless to why and how that happened. But these are these are things that people don't know, which is still very yeah. interesting. Like I would rather people be educated about stuff like this and understand where we're coming from in terms of um, just being people of color. Like it, it, I, I feel like sometimes being a Filipino, people don't think that I'm Filipino. Like people mm-hmm. think yeah. that I have tan skin, but I'm still just Canadian or I'm white. Or um, like you're any other Asian. Yes. <laughs> yes. <but> not, <laughs> not Filipino. Like they're just like, you must be some sort of like Chinese. I get Chinese a yeah, lot. I get Chinese yeah. a lot too. Which is, uh, I mean, I get it. I have some Chinese in my family, but I'm still like, but I'm not like, I don't know if I should <laughs> I'm not even close. Like, I, 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 I'm proud of being Filipino. So don't group me into an Asian that you don't know of more. Mm. Because you're like, well, this is easier for me to understand. I don't care. You yeah. need to be more educated on the fact that there are Filipinos out there. Like, don't just say, well, you're, you look Korean, so you're Korean. No, it's yeah. not. That. I've gotten before where somebody was like, they asked what I was. Um, and then I said Filipino and they're like, oh, I thought you were Spanish. And then their, I think it was their uncle was like, yeah, same thing. <gasps> I was like, no, <laughs> not your people <laughs> killed my people, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And I think it's like representation too. I had a conversation about this with a girlfriend of mine. Like we don't see a lot of Filipinos represented in a lot of things that openly say they're Filipino. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, do you guys have resp- like a, a, a perspective on why you think, like, do you guys represent yourselves? I, I know Liza does, but Lara, do you represent yourself on social media as a Filipino? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have a flag there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you, you Why is my profile? Let me check. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's very obvious that I'm Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's literally a flag. Yes, that we're Filipino. Yeah. I did um, have a flag on mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Do you guys uh, have an opinion on why you think? So many, I mean, I won't say a lot of us, but there are many Filipinos who don't represent themselves as Filipino. Why they don't? Yeah. I think it's just like we were talking about before, like it's different. So it's hard to like be the one person that stands out from the crowd. Um, So if anything, you kind of congregate where all the rest of the Filipinos are. For the most part, you don't feel yeah. alone. But I think like representation, if you're talking about like in Hollywood, 
I don't think a lot of people represent themselves as Filipino because there isn't a market for it. Like people don't know what to do with Filipino. Mm-hmm. Like, right. are, are you like Manny Pacquiao or are you like, I don't know who the alternative is even <laughs> for Filipinos. But yeah, I don't think people know where to put you. What category? Oh, that's so weird. That's a, I don't know how I feel about that, that realization almost that we're not, I mean, I, I feel like we shouldn't be put into a category because we have our own category, but knowing that people think that way, mm-hmm. I don't really know how I feel about that. <laughs> like it, that's, that's why you can see like a lot of Filipinos that are angry and I think it's a righteous anger. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, have you guys ever experienced moments where um, like being Filipino and like Liza just said, we're, I mean, not we are angry, but as, as Filipinos, there are many that are angry about being treated the way that they've been treated. And then the response is kind of like, well, you guys don't have it as hard. Or, you know, you, why are you complaining? I'm trying to think of like a good answer to that. <laughs> that isn't like an irritated answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. Lira, do you have an answer to that? Um, I mean, say what you want, right? Because uh, I think that's part of um, just, I won't say oppression, but it's kind of what it is, right? Like you guys don't want to say how you really, or are censoring how you feel because that's just how we've been made to feel. I feel like I see that a lot in like social media, right? When something, when like a movement um, rises, some people are like, well, you know, this other group of people have it worse than you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like you have have nothing to complain about. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I see a lot in real life or maybe I just don't talk to many Filipinos yeah. <laughs> about that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's mainly online where you see, you know, discussions around comparing your own tra- traumas exactly. against each other. Right. You know, who it's has like, it worse? Um, the oppression Olympics. You're trying to figure yeah. out like who's had it worse and it's yeah. like Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I hate hearing that when people compare certain cultures to certain cultures and yeah certain traumas to certain traumas like everybody's trauma is valid and yeah um, everybody you can can also just work together yeah Yeah. you like you know you're 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 kind of going through the same thing but in different ways exactly just instead of being angry at each other for (laughs) having this spotlight you can just do you know group together and maybe do something (laughs) yeah I feel like yeah and I think also too like just within the recent Black Lives Matter movement and um, I've been seeing like a lot of Filipinos representing you know Filipinos for Black Lives Matter Um, and there was like a whole discussion on you know centering yourself within a movement Mm -hmm. in that those kinds of signs saying like Filipinos for Black Lives was centering Filipinos within the movement and I get that. And I think, like you were saying, like, we're all basically fighting on the same team and not one person is going to get it right every single time. Yeah. yeah. So it's like to understand that the heart is in the right place. And 
if people are just willing to help each other, then you should kind of lean on each other because we've all been oppressed, maybe some more than others, but, you know, everybody has some sort of trauma. And if, you know, other people are willing there to willing to be there for each other, I think that's kind of the best place to start. And yeah. better than like, you know, reducing somebody's trauma and saying that it's not as valid as another person's is for you. I think you're doing, you're instilling the same the same like painful behavior, painful habits on another person by reducing their trauma and reducing mm-hmm. their pain. So yeah, I think it's just like a little bit more worth it to be nice and understanding and know that you're not going to get it right the first time and you still have a chance to correct yourself. Like, yeah, we're all still learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that makes, that's so nice guys. <laughs> I love that. I, I I know I sound a little bit, um, I mean, I'm probably come off as a little bit bitter and jaded just because uh, <laughs> apparently all, of, uh, not all, most of my experiences with the Filipinos that I've interacted with haven't been of a uh, welcoming embrace that we're Filipino. <laughs> mm. um, so I'm sorry about that. I, I don't mean to sound like, you know, I'm not, I, I have, I've encountered Filipinos like you guys, obviously, like I'm, I'm friends with Liza and and Lara, it's really nice to have met you through this. So mm-hmm. I I know that there are Filipinos who, um, you know, see each other as a community and, and, and make sure that everyone feels equal and, and we don't see ourselves as below or above anyone else or, or other ethnicities. But um, it was just so interesting to me to, to have you guys respond that way. That was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's it too, right? Like during those movements, people don't know the traumas that Filipinos have gone through and how deep it runs that we don't even talk about it. Yeah. And how much it like the culture has been erased for us to not even know about the bad things that have happened. And now that they're surfacing, people are starting to realize like, oh, wow, you know, their culture has gone through things. And I think that too, when you kind of learn about world history and other countries and what they've gone through and what the wars meant and what they did to people it kind of helps you realize that we're, we've all been kind of in the same boat at yeah. some point or another yeah 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 is there a worry for you guys at all um at some point if you share a story on Maniwala movement where you know people might be like oh that's um like I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this uh like someone, people might comment on a story or um, an educational post that you guys have and say, oh, you guys are just asking for, or like fishing for like pity party kind of thing. Or, you know, um, why would you share something like that when it's so traumatic? Like, are, are you guys worried about anything like that with the money while I'm moving? I feel like you're, whatever you do, you'll always get those people. <laughs> yeah. Comment that kind of thing. Um, I feel like, our our jobs is just to put what we found with our resources right and share that and however uh, other others might interpret those is up to them right you know, like it's out of our control yeah, yeah. if right? you don't write the history we just find it <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it like it happened I, there's definitely going to be people that are like that of course but it's yeah. You know it is what it is it's happened and we're just putting it to light so yeah like we can't we can't just push it under the rug and like this didn't happen yeah. <laughs> exactly you know yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I really appreciate you guys. And um, thank you again for, for doing this. And, and, and you personally, you, you guys, your curiosity allows others to learn through you. So that, uh, that's mm -hmm. a big thing. That's a huge thing for social media. Thanks. Well, well, thank thank you for having us again. Yeah. Uh, this is really fun. <laughs> yeah. I like talking. Um, <laughs> is there anywhere that, um, do you guys want to share your personal accounts for people to ask you any questions if they have any more questions or just, do you just want me to add the money while a movement? Um, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm always open to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so where, where can everyone find you guys if they have any questions for, or just, I mean, like Filipino culture in general. Um, yeah, Money Walla Movement is always a good place because you have plenty of people to ask. But my Instagram is A-M-A-A-Y-E-M-A-Y. -A -A -E -A and you can message me through the DMs. I'm on a public account. It's not private. So go for it. I like debates too. So if you like to debate <laughs> about things, that's cool as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, my Instagram is l.erah, and there are some stories there if you want to read them. <laughs> yeah. now, most of them are probably inspired by Filipino folklore and mythology, who knows? Um, um, also follow Maniwala Movement for more. Is, is Maniwala Movement only on um, Instagram right now, guys? I believe so, yes. yeah. Are you, are you guys uh, aware of like reaching out to other social platforms in the future? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, yeah, not sure. I mean, it's working so far, I guess. Like, it's mm -hmm. a, a, the visual aspect of it works. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. The graphics that you guys have on Money Wild Movement is uh, aesthetically pleasing, but it's also nice because um, I'm, I'm assuming, but also this is now a question, is it part of the cultural thing too, using those colors specifically? Mm-hmm. You got it. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you guys again for being on the podcast. I had so much fun uh, learning more about the culture. Like all these little tidbits that you guys shared, I really appreciate. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, thank There's you. There's so much out there. Yeah. Thanks for having us again. Thank you guys. I'll uh, see you guys next time. Thank you for sharing. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. You too. You too. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.